Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Another episode of the Hollow Sports Podcast. Uh, we are here today. We're going to do the top five safeties, corners, and we have special guests with us. The man that predicted a 13 and three Cardinals team last year, uh, Brendan's going to be with us. So he's going to be giving us his, his picks as well. So hopefully, hopefully we get some more some more love like that with the 13 and three Cardinals. Um, but DJ, go ahead with with Jamal Adams kicking off. I imagine you got some fun stuff for safeties. So what what, what you got? Okay, so everyone's talking about Jamal Adams in the offseason because he wants money, and as we all do, and he it's do you pay safety that much? So it's, I started looking at the NFL safety. It's like, wow, there's a lot of really, really good ones. So starting at number five for me, I have Devin McCourty out of New England. Okay. I think he's the fifth best safety. A former corner, a Pro Bowl corner nonetheless, Bill Bell checks like, hey, can you play safety because we don't have any, and he's a Pro Bowl safety. He's a sure tackler. He could play man. He could play zone. Fantastic instant instincts from the position. He's the ultimate versatile safety. He's exactly what you'd want, basically, as far as a cover safety goes. And he can tackle. He learned how to tackle when he moved there, too. Belichick's genius at its finest. So I got Devin McCourty at five. So, Brandon, who do you have as your fifth best safety? My fifth best safety, I've got Mika Fitzpatrick. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I, I put him top five. I, I don't have him as quite elite yet. In Miami, he struggled. He struggled just because of the team, I feel. Because when he went to the Steelers, it was like a light switch. Turned that defense around, gave him more, way more turnovers, more potential for turnovers than they had before. Oh, I um, thought he was Defensive Player of the Year last year, honestly. Like, all of our podcasts last year, I said he was the Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah. Super, super turnaround when he went to the Steelers. I think it was a great pickup pick for him. They did immensely better once they started getting – the turnovers they need now if they get Big Ben and they keep the defense the way that they have it and if he comes back and has the same kind of year definitely defensive player of the year next year well Big Ben sucks so I don't know about that but I like where your head's at <laughs> yeah it, it is amazing to see what Mika 
came back and did. So I definitely I like that pick in the top five for you. Um, for me, I got top five. Number five, I have uh, the the old white guy from Notre Dame, Harrison Smith. Uh, I don't know what he just keeps drinking, taking whatever it is. He just keeps going. Um, he still hits like a Mack truck, and he can, he's gotten a lot better covering. So it's 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 hard to to leave him off this list, and especially considering he's partnered now with with Harris back there. That it's arguably you could put either one on this list at number five, and I'd probably be okay with it. So I had to I had to throw Harrison Smith in here, um, get him in the, in the get him some love basically. Harrison Smith's not bad. I mean, I don't know if I want him covering man to man a lot of these tight ends. I mean, he does some. He's a little slow footed, but I mean, you can't really argue with Harrison Smith's gangster and what he's done in the league. And you sure don't want him running into you face first either. Not at all. I'm going to avoid that train. So at number four, I got the always overlooked and always underrated and always disrespected Kevin Byard out of Tennessee. Even Deion Sanders doesn't recognize how good he is when he was an All Pro a couple years ago. Led the league in picks. He's a consistent force back there. He's 26, 27 years old. Sure, tackler just like McCourty. An absolute ball hawk. He, he directs that defense like what middle linebackers do for the front seven. He does that for the entire defense. He's like, you go here, you go here, you go here. I'm going to destroy this guy over here. You block him so he doesn't touch me. You pick the ball off of Dory Jackson and run the other way. <laughs> so I think Kevin Byard is an absolute stud, and I hate that he plays the Colts twice a year. He needs to go somewhere else, so I don't have to see him in the AFC South anymore. I'd, I'd happily take him on the Cowboys. Okay, none of that now. Okay, let's, 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 let's chill with that. All right, Brendan. So, Mika Fitzpatrick, that's a good pick at five. Who do you have at four better than that guy? Uh, and I know a lot of people might not agree. I have Tyron Matthew. Honey Badger, don't give up. Yeah, <laughs> Honey Badger does what Honey Badger wants. Well, and, and despite the change of scenery he's had in his career, he hasn't lost a step in his play. Not not nearly as bad as some other, other players, you know. I mean, you see guys like Amos from the Bears back when we went to the the uh, wild card game. Amos and Eddie Jackson were a great pair in Green Bay. Amos isn't doing nearly as good as he was. He doesn't have that that pair. But Tyron, it doesn't matter who he's paired with. He's still performing at the same level that he has been for past years. So I put him up there. Um, if I remember right, he had something like four picks this year. It, he's still tackling just as fine as any other safety if not better and you could pretty much put him in the box out deep he, he kind of does a little bit of it all so I, I put him at four that's no problem with me I think he's he's definitely earned it among safety he's probably the best to play in the nickel corner too arguably I mean you can put him in nickel corner and not miss a beat whatsoever you can also drop him, in, drop him into that sub linebacker and just watch him do everything which isn't bad for a guy who's five foot three too i mean that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah yeah no i like that pick a lot um me personally i left i left hiring out but that's because as we talked about there are so many we can <laughs> pick from um you mentioned dj you mentioned uh, the off overlooked uh i got the biggest probably overlooked one right here for you trey boston is my number four for the carolina panthers had a career year last year and made himself an all pro player and has just gotten better and better since he got to Carolina. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he can do this year. Uh, this is kind of a flyer pick, definitely a three. I can't lie, but but he is or sorry at four, yeah. And uh, but you know I, I I see it see it coming. Something's got to happen for this Carolina defense now that Luke Keekley's gone, and maybe Trey Boston's the guy to step up. They did spend their entire draft, literally their entire draft, on defense. So maybe they put some pieces around and maybe he flourishes. We'll see. Hey, he's got he's got he's got to pay back that new contract somehow. I sure hope so. Otherwise, he's going to get shipped off to Boston and then become an All-Pro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for me, number three, I have Tyron Matthew, ironically enough. We just kind of talked about him, so I won't spend too much time on him. Ultimate versatile weapon. Honey Badger don't give a you-know-what. I think with the Chiefs, he's in a perfect system to flourish. I think with Houston, he wasn't quite at his best. That he, They didn't put him in a position to utilize his best skill sets, and he got picked on a little bit, but... With Kansas City, they started to gel down the stretch of that season. Chris Jones in the front, Tyron Matthew. They have, they got some players, and Tyron Matthew's really the glue for that defense. That's not very good, but it makes the plays you need to when you got Patty Mahomes. You don't need a whole lot. And he's usually the guy leading the way. So I got Tyron at three. Brandon, who do you got at number three? Uh, the man that everyone's been talking about, I've got Jamal Adams at three. So you think he should get paid is what you're saying? I believe I believe he does deserve to get paid. I don't know. I don't believe the Jets are going to be the one to do it. Um, I think they're going to take a lot to trade him, though. But uh, I think the big one with Jamal Adams is, is I think, despite how good he is, 
the system he's in, he, he just can't get anything his way. Too much time for people to get open. There's not the huge pass rush that some of these other guys on the list have. So they don't get that. He doesn't get that opportunity to make the big plays that he can, you know, that a lot of other guys can make. So well, I think, wait, they have Quinn and Williams, and his getting a ticket going 200 miles an hour <laughs> with a child in the backseat of himself. That's got to count for something. And carrying a gun into an airport because that's super smart. Oh wait, no, yeah, he's the one who carried the gun. Never mind, it was Leonard Williams. No, wait, it was. It was Robbie Anderson. I got a 200 mile per hour ticket. No, it was a defensive lineman too. I can't remember his name. Was it? Wasn't Muhammad Wilkerson? I think it might have been Leonard. Was it Leonard Williams? Yeah. So the point is, their entire defensive line's yeah, got a rap sheet. Take your pick on the defensive line. They all messed up this offseason. Granted, most of them aren't on the team anymore, but I rest my case. That's their yeah. last seven first-round picks. Yeah, no, I'm, I like the Jamal Adams at number three. I like it so much I did it myself. Uh, El Presidente himself. Um, he, uh, you know, ever since he tackled the Patriots mascot, I've been a big fan. Uh, not that I wasn't a fan before, but that just really cemented it for me, so... Um, Jamal Adams, everything he said, he's just he's so good. Um, he's so versatile. He's another guy that hits like a Mack truck, but at the same time, he is a much much better cover cover safety when he needs to be. He can cover the range. I mean, he can just play center field and go get it. So it's it's it'll be fun to see. And, and you know, I joked about sending you know to sending anybody to the Cowboys, but really Jamal Adams, I really would love to see him on the Cowboys, especially now that. Uh, my least favorite player ever is gone. The former starting safety, Jeff Heath, is gone. Um, yeah, I need. I want some Jamal Adams in my life. Don't we all? Well, anyway, for me, number two is, in my opinion, the best safety in the NFL at taking the ball away, Eddie Jackson. He's the best center-fielding safety in the league right now. He can play man. He diagnoses plays. And he has the a weird ability to sc- find the ball. On forced fumbles, it's like, oh, who's going to? Oh, wow, Eddie Jackson just magically appeared like he disapparated out of Harry Potter and just showed up next to the ball every time. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he is one of the first rookies to ever have a fumble return for a touchdown and a pick return for a touchdown in the same game. And they were both like 80-plus yards. Last year, the Bears' defense was a little bit rough around the edges because they were on the field for 57 of 60 minutes because Mitch Trubisky's terrible. And they were getting, they were gelling. Exactly. It's a whole new unit. And they had some injuries, but I think Eddie Jackson, when everything's healthy, not when everything's healthy, but when he's healthy and the rest of the defense is moderately where it's supposed to be, good luck throwing it deep on that guy. He makes up a lot of range, and he makes up for a lot of issues. Oh, the pass rush isn't getting through. Oh, fine, we got you covered for 10 minutes. Oh, suddenly we have a corner this week. Don't worry, Eddie's just going to stay in the center and cover that ground. You just stay underneath because he can't run a 4-1 and go tackle a screen pass from the center field in one second. No, but I appreciate the love for Eddie. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, at number two, I've got Devin McCourty. Okay, I see you. Uh, you know, I've been 32 years old and coming off a year with five picks. How many other safeties in the league have been able to do that coming after 30 years of age? Maybe I mean, Will Thomas, if even that, but I don't think he's done that since he turned 30. Yeah, I mean, once you hit 30, usually that's that's kind of the peak for most of the defensive players, you know. It's kind of like running backs. You, just, you take so many hits, start to slow down, start to lose your step, but he seems to be doing just fine. So I, I hate saying it because he's a patriot, but, you know, it, he, he plays, and I'm going to recognize a good player. So I put him at number two. Um, all over the field, plays just as well. Safety, like you said, safety as he did corner. So put him at number two. Um, I'm thinking this year he's probably going to have another good year, uh, especially with the camp signing. He's not going to be on the field very often, so he's going to be nice and fresh every time he's on the field. I think those years playing corner really helped him out, not aging like a not aging like backwards, ben, aging like Benjamin Button, because you don't take nearly as many hits as the corner when you get to chill outside and just kind of avoid everything, especially when you're a good corner because no one wants any of that smoke. They avoid you at all costs. So yeah. I think those years of corner really helped him elongate his career too when he moved to safety. Absolutely. Which is weird because normally it's the other way. Normally they move to safety when they're old and slow and can't do shit. But yeah. now he's like, oh, I'll move early and just you know play forever. Yeah, it's, it, 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 this is another one too. He, he definitely benefits from the Belichickian model you mentioned it earlier dj like he's just so good uh with that belichick system and he he's a he's a he's a student of the game so you know that's a oft-used term but really Devin mccordy kind of summarizes that you can't just switch positions and still be as good if not better at the new position without being a student of the game so it's a really good pick at number two uh for me i got i got kevin byard number two my last year's number one um I, i moved him back one but you know, I still everything stands the same with him. It's, he's literally the 
as much as you hate to deal with him twice a year, DJ, I, I got to say he's he's the real deal. He's the what you kind of want to pick as a safety nowadays type of guy. He can cover. He can hit. He can take the ball away. He's just always there making plays. Um, you know, it's it's impressive to see what Kevin Byard can do and hopefully keeps doing year in and year out. But so number one now, DJ, what you got? Number one for the top of my safety list is the president. And no, I'm not talking about Agent Orange. And no, I'm not talking about Sir Biden. I'm talking about Jamal Adams, the man who we kind of started this list for more or less, or at least I did. That was kind of what I was thinking about. Once I went through the list, he's the best tackler on this list. He's the hardest hitter on this list. He's the best blitzer on this list. I mean, God, how many sacks or blitz does he get? He led the league in tackles for loss by defensive back by a landslide. It wasn't even close. He more than doubled second place as far as defensive backs, tackles for loss. His weakness is he doesn't get a lot of picks. He has two picks on his career, but that's in part because people see him they're like, no, no, we're going to that side of the field. Yeah. Screw that. He's a he's ran a 4-3, something along that line. He's 215 pounds. He's 24, 25 years old. All over the field. His football IQ is second to none. He diagnoses plays just by the splits of the offensive linemen. He'll look at them and be like, oh, the guard's a little bit tight to the center. That means he's, he's pulling the opposite way. So I could shoot that gap. I'll get a tackle for loss. We're Gucci. He's the, the, the Jets went 6-2 and two down the stretch last year, in large part because they had Sam Darnold back and he was clicking. But also that's when the president, I'm going to call him that, really started clicking. He had his groove. He was... He's a top 15 player in football, arguably, when you look at it, just what, how he can affect the game from all positions. And like you guys said earlier, who else is on that defense? A somewhat aged C.J. Mosley? Yeah, he I, I Overpaid I mean, Tremaine Johnson? He doesn't even play anymore, does yeah, he? I mean, no. Quinnian Williams, who we'll see how that goes. I mean, we have a year of him so far. Like, He's a one-man wrecking crew, and he if they, if they really want to keep him, they should promote Greg Williams for defense coordinator head coach since they get along. Bring in an actual offensive mind, not Adam Gase, who's been riding Peyton Manning's forehead coattails for the last seven years, and let let Greg Williams run that team, let Jamal, keep Jamal's, pay him whatever he wants. You're fine. You paid Le'Veon Bell a chunk of change, and you can't even give him the ball because Adam Gase's eyes can't focus on the running game, even though they're open 24-7. So in my opinion, Jamal Adams, the man, the myth, the legend, somehow end up in Indy, please, because <laughs> him and Malik Cooker, the two safeties from that class, would be insane to watch. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. All right, Brennan, who do you have at number one? Um, mine, I didn't make one list and was at the bottom of another. Mine's Harrison Smith. Okay. Okay, wow. Uh, biggest thing, you know, I, I, being a Bears fan, I see him twice a year, and no matter what he's doing, where he's at on the field, he's making a huge impact, and he's starting to get up there in age, kind of like Devin McCourty. Still making plays, still hitting people really hard, like you guys said earlier. He still finished with three picks, despite his companion next to him making six picks on the year, which is <laughs> freaking insane to me as a safety. But, I mean, despite everyone on his team taking away all the, the opportunities for takeaways, as, as, I, as I look at it, he still manages to do what he does best. He's tackle machine, he hits hard, and he's still making plays despite being, like I said, he's, he's getting up there in age. He's not overly old. He's not in retirement age yet, but he's still getting up there. So I, I put him at number one. You know, he's been consistent. He's been a great safety for years, and he just keeps doing it. I like so it. So I, I put him at one. I like it, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get that plus 30 age range. You're just kind of like, when are they going to fall off is the big question. So I definitely – Definitely see you know that that older age thing coming to coming into play soon, but yeah, he I, I put him at five just because you know we talked about all these guys so far, and it's like one A, B, and C. And uh, I know for me, my one A in this case is last year's arguable defensive player of the year, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick is my number one. Um, everything you guys said earlier, I mean that dude just it's amazing that he's in his sec in his third year now in the league. Last year was his you know really his first full year playing playing um and it's amazing that the in miami was just like yeah we don't want you anymore go play along in pittsburgh like uh-oh yeah yeah go join tj watt and you know blitzburg and everything they do and you know what go have fun and he literally went and balled out and oh my gosh if he can keep that up for years to come 
I'm never I will never admit to being a Steelers fan, but I will say I and I will never admit to being an Alabama guy, Alabama fan. Like you know, Mika's from Alabama, so this hurts me doubly. But I'll say this: he's probably. Hands down, I mean, you can make a case for him or Jamal or Kevin Byard, in my opinion. Putting any one of them at the top, I am okay with. Uh, it's it really is pick your own poison in these three, and, and Meek is just is the flavor of the the year for me. It killed me not to put Meek on that list because I've been preaching he was defense player of the year for how long now? I mean, since yeah. mid since he went to the Steelers, basically. It's just there's so many deep safeties. There's like twelve guys we could reasonably put on this list, and none of them are wrong. So one guy that we all missed on this list I thought was interesting was Earl Thomas, the former consensus best safety in the league, and none of us had him in the top five. I blame it on his brother, but that's just me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I, I won't put it on his brother. I'll just put it on uh, his on, on some, some extracurriculars that, uh, not a, you know. I will say he is a good fit with that Ravens team, though. Like that, He's another guy that's in that top ten safety range. I think he's just not the unanimous best guy in the league right now that he has been. Yeah, and, and Brendan and I both mentioned it. Harrison Smith partnered with Harris in the, in the back in Minnesota, and that's that's another guy. You mentioned he had six picks last year. The, he had a monster year last year, and we all left him off our list too. And and it, it, I feel like for me, when I was putting my list together, it was one of those cases of just haven't seen enough. Granted, I put a Trey Boston on my list. So, you know, obviously, obviously haven't seen enough isn't that big of a deal for me, but – it played just enough part that he was partnered with Harrison Smith to not put him on that list. All right, so, Brendan, who's your quote-unquote honorable mention? Who's that safety that just missed the cut? I, I was split with two for honorable mentions. The story I of the was, safeties. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, obviously, Harris was one of them. The other one I had was Buda Baker, the tackle the, machine. The tackling machine, yeah, the yeah. little fellow who's all over the damn field. Yeah, and I know we DJ, you both, you and I had talked about Buddha being on li- these lists, and it really just came down to have you seen enough from him yet? And playing in Arizona, you're kind of like, I honestly don't see enough of him on TV, so that's kind of why I just shy away from it. I would like to see him get a little bit more with the takeaways, be around the ball a little more, besides just making tackles. But I mean, like we're splitting hairs there because Jamal Adams is kind of the same thing. Jamal just does everything else at such a stupidly high level. It's hard to argue with him, honestly, but. Buda Baker, all of we could list twelve safeties and back yet they're our top five. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we can have one A, one B, one C, one D, one E, one F. Like it can go on forever. So, and so from Pandora's box that we just opened to uh, Pandora's box times infinity in the corners. Uh, let's try to narrow down some corners down to our top five corners. Uh, I know this one was was tough for me. I don't know how'd you guys do with this list. It was a little tough just because I feel like there's a couple guys that are shoe ins for the top five, and then the rest of them it's like. It's the safeties, basically. And there's not really a Darrell Revis necessarily. Like, there's not a guy where, or even Prime Richard Sherman was like, okay, that guy's different. We get that. Now let's pick the rest. This one was like, okay, there's two guys that we know are on the list. We just don't know where. Now who the hell do we fill in around them and where do we put them? For me, speaking of which, at number five, I got Richard Sherman. Arguably the most savvy corner in the league. He. Pro football focus had him as the best corner in the league, but take that with a grain of salt. We kind of saw that in Super Bowl and against Green Bay. Like, he can get got. He's 150 years old and has torn his Achilles in the last couple of years. But when he can play 10 yards off, read the quarterback, and just break on that, it doesn't get any better than that. He He's the smartest corner in the league right now, arguably. And with that pass rush with Nick Bosa, D. Ford in the squad, like I said, sits off 10 yards and he just looks at the quarterback. He's like, oh, three-step drop, I'm going to sprint down. And then when it's... And then when it's just a, if they drop back far, then he's like, okay, I'm already 10 yards off. I'll just backpedal. It's fine. There's nothing. They're not going to throw over the top of him, so he's still fast enough for that. And he's a lengthy son of a gun at being 6'2". Good. He's he's honestly just a, he's probably the best zone corner in the game still at his advanced age. You just, we did see in that NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, he can still get got if you're not careful, but he's still top five for me regardless. Brennan, who's number five? And I swear... You better not say Jalen Ramsey. God, no, no I don't. I, I, he didn't even make my list. Okay, I didn't expect it to go that far. I was just being a smart guy, but okay. <laughs> uh, number five, um, just based off last year's performance, mostly it was uh, Joe Hayden. Okay. A little bit of Pittsburgh I, love over there. I, <laughs> I think despite the fact that Nico was all over the field and Joe being able to come out, I think it was four interceptions last year. Still able to cover. Uh, he didn't really have that great of a career before Pittsburgh. I mean, he's still 
solid, decent safety. But, you know, to be able to come out, basically get a revitalized career just like Minka, but at a much later stage in his career, I think I think he was a great pick for number five. I think his, his play has definitely been improved with the defense around him. But I still think that a lot of it is his own personal talent. So, yeah, Joe Hayden, number five, is definitely my pick. It's amazing what happens when you can get the heck out of Cleveland. Yeah. It doesn't even matter where you go. Just get out of Cleveland and things go good for you. Yeah, it seems like getting out of Cleveland, getting out of Miami, those seem to be the big two. Hmm. Um, speaking of another guy who got out of uh, Florida, we'll say, uh, that's my number five pick. I did pick Jalen at number five after last year, completely snubbing him from my list because, well, yeah, I don't know why I did it. Still still the number one trash talker at corner for me, but number five on this list. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, is, is who I'm talking about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, up and down last year, it wasn't great, wasn't terrible, but we, we expect more from a guy who demands a trade, shows up in a Brinks truck, talks all this smack, literally has 17,000 commercials, and, you know, you're, you're, you're touted as the next Dion by Dion. And when you kind of act like Dion wearing that mink and stuff, too, it's like, okay, you got to yeah. do a little bit more. Yeah, so, you know, his talent is undeniable. Uh, we just need consistency from Jalen for him to be the top of this list, which he's still young. I mean, he's still, what, 24, Seven, 25? Yeah, something like that, yeah. You know, he came out early. He was, like, 19, 20 when he came out, so it wasn't like he's an old man or anything. So he still has plenty of time. L.A., you know, they got this new stadium coming, so maybe – Maybe the L.A. lifestyle got to him. Now he's under, under, you know, figuring it out. We'll Aaron, see. Aaron Donald pass rushing helps you out a lot, too. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be okay. He is one of the better thumpers as far as corners go, too. Like He's the, not afraid to stick his nose in. Yeah. And he's a pretty big guy, so it usually hurts, too. Hell, he could play safety and be a top-tier safety, too. Absolutely. For me, number four, a young guy who I think really came, in his own towards, came into his own, Yair Alexander. He's physical. He's probably one of the better man-to-man corners in the game. He has some work to do in zone, reading the defense, playing off ball. But when you can just say, go chase that guy, he's excuse me, he's one of the better ones in the league. Another guy who's not afraid to tackle. And an underrated aspe- aspect for corners, he catches the damn ball when he gets a chance. Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't have stone hands. He doesn't always knock it down. When he gets a chance, he will attack the ball and make a play on it. So I like what they have there in Green Bay with Yair Alexander. I don't think anyone saw him being this good this fast, even though he's a first-round pick and a lot of teams liked him. He he exploded right off the scene real quick, though. I like Alexander, Alexander at four. Yeah, that was definitely – you got to say he was that centerpiece for that young, young Green Bay defense last year. So it's definitely hard to, to deny that. For sure. All right, so, Brendan, who do you have at number four? I've got Janoris Jenkins. Oh, we're going with the Jackrabbit. Okay, the seasoned Jackrabbit now. <laughs> He, uh, another one of those guys, made that change midseason, did really well. And, I mean, he had four picks on the freaking Giants of all the teams in the league to have any takeaways. The Giants, the Browns, and probably the Redskins are the ones that would not be on your list. But he had four before he made the switch to New Orleans, got another one there, and now he's in a system where He's got a lot more help defensively, so he can make much, much more plays. He can make use of his skill set much better. I think he's he's set for for a career uh, year this this next year. If there is a next year, yeah. And wow. you got to say though, he is partnered with Marshawn Lattimore now, and well, let's just say that's uh, if, if we get Marshawn Lattimore, that we all have been hoping comes back again. If we get rookie Marshawn Lattimore, it's over. Yeah, so that would be a, that's, a, that's a great matchup for or a great partnership with with Janoris and you know it's 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 it could be something building in there in New Orleans defensively. They got some safeties too, Charlie Gardner Johnson as well too. Like they they got a secondary too, Marcus Williams. Everyone remembers him for the Stephon Diggs play, but the dude was a Pro Bowler before that and after yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. and, and the pass rush there is better too. I mean Cameron yeah. Jordan. Yeah, they got. They got a squad there. I mean, even if Drew Brees' arm falls off or he gets jumped by his teammates after opening his mouth too early, I think they'll be fine regardless. Even if Jameis Winston throws 30 picks for him again, they'll be okay. They'll get 31 picks as a defense. Um, for me, number four, uh, still got still got my guy Casey Hayward out there in, in the other side of L.A., um, still playing at the same stadium with the Rams next year, but now with the Chargers. He's partnered now with Chris Harris. Um, oh, my gosh. Best that, secondary in football. That secondary in general is, oh, my gosh, the corners, good luck. I mean, you have 
Desmond King in the slot, and he could honestly have an, have an argument for our top five corners list. So, you know, Chris Harris has an argument for our top five corners, but I think Casey's going to be that one that kind of like, look, I got you guys. I got the number one. Chris, you, you go take the number two, and Desmond King's going to keep matching up with the slot, the fastest guy on the field. You know, that's going to be that matchup, and I think this is going to be – if Casey Hayward's going to ever have another career year, this is going to be the chance. And then a guy we mentioned in that secondary that we didn't mention for safeties, Derwin James, too. He's coming back healthy. Like, that secondary yeah. makes no sense, and it's not fair, and something needs to be done about it. It's yeah. <laughs> n- it needs to be changed. Somebody needs to get taken off that team to make it fair. <laughs> exactly. I, I like both. I like Casey Hayward. My issue, my only issue with those two guys is they're kind of smaller at corner, too. I mean, 5'10 and 5'9, 5'10-ish in that area. Like, yeah. Still fantastic. Not really a knock. I'm just like... Uh, if they face like a couple of six foot five guys like a Julio Jones or something like that, it could be a little troublesome. But then I guess Derwin James comes flying out of nowhere to end that play. So either way, they'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. So for me, we move up the list to number three, a guy who really broke out last year, who I think is set to continue to climb, Marlon Humphrey out of Baltimore. I think once they added Marcus Peters opposite of him, so you couldn't just always throw the opposite way, he really thrived. He's a specialist, especially in zone, I believe, is where he does his best work when he's playing either a deep third or, or a hook zone or a flat zone. Another one, similar to Richard Sherman, lets him read the defense and attack. And he's another guy, one of the best tackling corners you'll find in the game. Really a safety that plays on the outside. Built like a safety, too. Terrifying, man. <laughs> and you got you got that pass rush on that defensive that front seven in front of him. I think he's set to continue to climb that length. And he's another one of those Alabama guys who just – he seems once he picks it up, it's like he turns into an all-time Pro Bowler. Either they suck their whole career, or they're slow and they pick it up quickly. I think he's one of those guys. He's gonna be around for a while, and if nothing else, he'll get moved to safety and he'll be a stud there too. He's just one of those super versatile guys. He's he's the next Earl Thomas. <laughs> just casual. Huh? All right, so number three, who's number three on your list? Uh, he's a corner without hands, Kyle Fuller. Ah, the guy who would Brick lead the league in picks for all time if he had actual two fully functioning hands. Yeah, I, I I love A having him on my team, but watching him play, he's one of my favorite corners to watch on all underneath routes. The way he breaks on the ball is very, very, very athletic. It's it's at a higher level than a lot of guys in leagues. It's very slot like in terms of, of his agility and his ability to read the quarterback. Um, a lot of his picks ironically come from curl stops. Anything that, that is short underneath and he can just jump, as soon as he's got that break on the ball, he's gone. If he could catch half of them, it'd be a lot more fun to watch. Yeah. Hell, without ten fingers, he managed to get six picks. I can only imagine what happened if he had ten fingers that actually could squeeze the ball. Yeah. It, he just needs to spend his uh, one of his off-seasons in front of a jugs machine and see what happens. Sounds like a great off-season to do that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like I like both those picks. You know, Brickhands Kyle, though, is just kind of – it's hard to hard to just like you, you look at the guy and you see how many times he drops the ball. You're just kind of like, Ugh. just imagine if he tried out for a receiver at one point. It's like, okay, enough of that. That's just this is bad. Exactly. Well, number three, I got another guy I snubbed last year, and he was defensive player of the year last year. And I will eat my words in saying I will not leave him off my list again. <laughs> so number three, Stephon Gilmore. Even though he's a Patriot. Uh, yeah, still have to put on the list. The dude, career resurgence. He's getting older, but he's still able to do it. Probably, like you said, you know, with Richard Sherman, I think next next to Richard Sherman, as far as smartest corner in the game, might go to Stephon Gilmore. Um, you know, another guy like like McCordy that we talked about earlier in the safeties video. Uh, that you know, he just he, in that Belichick system, he is perfect. When you just tell him, hey, you go put that man on an island, or hey, you just go zone up that area. He's got you. You don't have to worry about it. Um, the only time he's ever really got burned is when it was like, oh, hey, you go cover Tyreek Hill one-on-one. Like, good luck. And even then, I don't even remember really getting burned. It was more Devontae Park in Week 17, and he's probably like, really, this actually happened? I don't know. Sorry, I didn't think he'd beat me. My bad, guys. Yeah. I didn't right, think Ryan Fitzpatrick could get it there. Exactly. So, I mean, Stephon Gilmore, everything I, I said last year about him, leaving him off the list, I, I eat my words. Um, please don't prove me wrong this year. <laughs> He is one of the best at taking somebody away. I mean, he stole Amari Cooper's his. He stole his wife. He stole his kids. He stole his lunch. He completely he stole took his him out. national championship rings. Shit, yeah, he did that too. I mean, 
The only thing he didn't steal was his quarterback, which was the one thing Amari wanted stolen, bro. Uh, that's the one thing I want stolen, too. So, for me, looking at number two, I have a guy that we both have, that we mentioned earlier, but uh, not, didn't really make it very high on your guys' list, and I have Jalen Ramsey. I know last year wasn't exactly pretty for him, but it's not like he was bad and getting roasted. He just wasn't getting thrown at because the entire defense was butt cheeks for the most part. Aaron Donald was still good, but he wasn't the Aaron Donald that used that basically took over the league the previous couple of years. Eric Weddle is slow and can't really move anymore. I don't even know any of their linebackers. I can't even name any of them. I mean, Samson Abukum. I mean, he, does he even start enough, or is he considered a pass rusher? Like they just there's a lot of holes on that defense because they wasted a lot of money all over the place. And Jalen Ramsey's still dope. He's still the best tackler on this list, arguably. At least, if not the best tackler, the hardest hitting one that probably hurts the most. And he's still probably the best one of the top two or three just man-to-man. Go take that guy. Yeah. Especially put him in press man, cover one. Just be like, okay, eliminate that guy. And he's gone. Suddenly he disappears. So I have Jalen number two, but it, after last year, I can't really fault anyone for having him lower. I just His peak is so high, and he's still so young. I think he's going to be the... I think he's going to revert back to top three or four form this year. I can see it. I'm okay with it. He catches the ball really well, too, unlike Kyle Fuller. So you know if the ball's in his vicinity, he's coming down with it. I mean, he stole the ball out of Antonio Brown's hands multiple times when they matched up. Like, yeah. He's like, okay, B, I'm going to take that from you. And Antonio Brown is known to have one of the strongest hands in the game. Even though he's crazy, he's bad as all hell, but, like, he can catch anything. Even though he has a nice little rap sheet going for him right now, when he was actually playing, he was the best receiver in football that year, too. So Yeah, and that wingspan. That wingspan is something to not be underrated. Exactly. He, can, a- he can reach from the sky to grab anything. Oh, yeah. All right, Brandon, so who do you have at number two? I have Trey Davis White. Okay. I like I, it. I mean, he's on the on the Bills, which right now is 50-50. They, they had a surprising year last year. I honestly did not expect him to make the playoffs, anywhere near the playoffs. Um, I think with the resurgence of their offense, they're starting to figure some stuff out. Josh Allen's still not what everyone expected him to be but he's still got a huge arm which makes him just as much of a threat as some of the the guys like Tyree Hill where a big play is kind of just around the corner but uh defense side of the ball I mean the guy he's in his third year or fourth year this year but six picks in his third year followed you know his rookie year he had 14 or his four not 14 god uh, second year he had two total of 12 picks in three years he's, he's he's on a roll and I think in the division he's in it's kind of rare to, to come again you know with uh, come up with uh, picks especially with him facing Tom Brady the last three years now he's got Cam Newton but he was much more prone to throw the ball away yeah but uh, at the same time I think you know he's great pick he's super athletic kind of that take away that side of the field guy he's not at that same level as like Richard Sherman or, or Stephon Gilmore in terms of, of smarts but his pure athleticism does help him make up for a lot of that so yeah I've got him at number two I mean six picks he tied the league the league leaders so I gotta have him up there and you gotta respect him for bouncing back after Gronkowski threw his entire body into Trey Davies next white and basically took his soul out of his neck and he still bounces back and has six picks the next year so yeah, you know, he was my flyer pick last year at number three, so it was good to see him have, an, have, have a breakout year last year and, you know, all pro again at, you know, at his position. I, I definitely like to see it. I, I love that pick for sure. Um, number two for me, I got Marlon Humphrey, though. Uh, you, DJ, you've hit all the, all, all the points I was going to talk about. The dude's mm-hmm. built like a freaking safety. He hits like a safety. He covers like a corner. Um, he strips the ball. He can do it all. Uh, you know, you just you don't. I don't know, man. It, it's hard. He is what I want Jalen to be. He is a playmaker at, he, at the top of the game. He's he, a the pinnacle of a playmaker. Exactly, and him being him going downhill towards the towards the ball. If he can if he can sit back and read like a stop, a curl, uh, you know, quick out, anything like that. Uh, yeah, you better believe Marlon Humphrey's either going to hit the hell out of you, pick it off, or. You're going out of bounds. Take your pick. So it's it's not going to be pretty for the receiver. That's for sure. Um, so you know, for him, he's just he's young and up and coming. And you know, like you said, that one of those Alabama kids that either they figured it out early or they're bad all all all, all the career. I'm glad he's figured it out, and he looks to be in some of the best shape he's ever been coming into 2022. Um, so this will be be see, fun to see how he does this next year too. 
He's a stud. I mean, if they don't just fall off or randomly hit a wall of death, I think he's going to be a force for a while, and so will the Ravens, because even no matter who's the damn GM, they're just always competitive, it seems like. I thought losing Ozzie Newsom, they might take a few steps back here or there, but nope, they're still the train they continue to be. That's what happens when you pride yourself on running and offensive line. Yeah, that's true, and then when your quarterback's the best running back in the NFL, that can also throw 30-plus touchdowns a season. I mean, the best runner in open space is your quarterback. Yeah, Go that's true. So for me, the top of the list, the king of the corners, it's hard to go against the defense player of the year for me, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he had he was tied for the league lead in picks. He stole multiple elite receivers. He stole their money. He stole their chicken. He stole their cash. He stole everything from them. And on top of that, is he might be the best man-to-man corner in the league. You match him up with anybody, and he takes him away for the most part, minus Devontae Parker, realistically. And even then, it's he locked him up the first time. The second time, not so much. It happens. But who's really toasted in this whole season? I mean, the team, the games they lost, it wasn't really because they got toasted through the air. It was mostly Lamar running all over them, Fitzpatrick pulling out some magic in that final week, and then against the Chiefs in an ugly one because the Patriots couldn't score more than 15 points. Like Their defense is able to go because of Stephon Gilmore and Devin McCourty basically being the best at their positions. You could literally play just cover zero or cover one with them the entire game. Even if the offense knows, it's like, okay, let's do our man-beater Stephon Gilmore. It's like, that's cute. Man-beaters don't work on Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. There's something to be said when Sam Darnold said he was seeing ghosts after playing the Patriots. And the fact of the matter is Stephon Gilmore just manned up on Robbie Anderson the whole game. Pretty much. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to take that away. And uh, we're just going to send eight the rest of the way because yeah. none of these guys are beating us. And if not, I'll cover two guys because I'm Stephon Gilmore. So Exactly. I don't know if he'll be the, on this list next year at number one. I mean, yeah, good luck following up the last couple of years you've had. and it's been, But if the Patriots are going to make the playoffs, it's going to be because that defense is as elite as it was last year, and Cam Newton just gives you what Tom Brady gave you, which will be 21 points a game and control the clock. Yep. All right, Brennan, who is the president of the corners for you? I've got number one, Stephon Gilmore, just the same as you. I think the only thing I can add to what you guys have said is I, I feel like there's going to be a lot more pressure on opposing teams to be able to keep up with Cam. So I think he's going to have more opportunity to make plays. So I, I feel like he's going to be able to repeat what he did. Maybe not as many picks, but same coverage, same type of, of uh, dominance that he had. I'm going to give him at least four to five picks just from teams trying to play from behind I like it. I still stand by he should not have been defense player of the year. It should have been Minka Fitzpatrick, and I will ride that until the end of – until I just don't care anymore. But at the same time, I, Stephon Gilmore, it, it's not really that he was not defense player of the year. It's just Minka should have been it. But Yeah. You can't really go wrong with either one there. I mean – I mean, you could. Who else is getting defensive player of the year last year? No, no. I mean, you could go wrong by just picking somebody stupid like they normally do. But oh, anyways. I just mean you can't go wrong between those two. Oh, absolutely not, no. That was uh, that was honestly the, the hardest defensive player of the year selection I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I really, know. in my lifetime, it doesn't seem like there's been too many. I mean, maybe last year's or the years before with Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack, just depending if you want the higher sack numbers or the better forced fumble takeaways. It Tomato, tomato, either way. Exactly. Well, All my, right, so you clearly don't have Stephon Gilmore number one. So No, my number one comes from the same division, though. Byron uh, Jones. <laughs> no. Um, but, no, Brendan already mentioned him. Tredavious White, my flyer last year. Uh, All pro, six picks, tied to the lead league. Uh, now he's getting paired with Josh Norman, who is aging, yes. But let's be honest, Josh Norman can still cover a number two receiver. Eh, he could still play zone on the side of the number Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're a zone-based defense anyway, so it works really well for him. Um, he's big and athletic. He can range pretty much wherever you need him to. Uh, you get helped out a lot with Tremaine Edwards in the middle. Um, you know, he's not really going to get run over anytime soon. Or, yeah, anything goes across the middle, he's probably smacking the crap out of him. So. He's probably faster than Josh Norman at this point. In the career, too. <laughs> yeah. he, can, he can cover a lot of ground for him. So and you got Micah Hyde behind you. Um, and Jordan Poyer. Yeah, Jordan Poyer and... Jordan Poyer is not the most fleet of foot, but he is still a good safety, a really good above-average safety. Micah Hyde is another one of those safeties we all kind of just leave out of our list um, because you just don't really think about him, but he is that good. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think Tredavious White, I mean, what, third year in the league now? And, again, another guy who is just trending upwards. You just you don't get much better than, you know, you mentioned the 12 picks in two years. Like, okay, where's he going to go now? Like, what's next for this kid? And it'll be, I think he has a chance to, to keep building himself into being that number one corner for a long time to come. You know, it's going to be how well does he do and how well is that defensive coverage going to work with him? So, 
exactly. He, he's a stud. I I didn't have him on my list because it's just there's too many guys there to go with. I mean, he's an all he was the all pro. He was him and Stephon Gilmore were the two best guys, and like some of us barely have Stephon Gilmore on the list. Some of us have Trey Davis. It's a, it's splitting all over the place. Like yeah, it's it's kind of I kind of took a D twenty and just put a name on each side and just rolled it in whatever name I came up with is what it feels like. Feels like we put all the names in the hat. We grab two of them. They're like, all right, this these ones will be here separate. Then the rest go in the hat. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what was your what, what's probably your honorable mention, DJ? What, what's the one that you say probably could have made your list for sure? Like a number five V. It would have been Tre'Davious White, honestly. But since we already covered him plenty of times, another guy to just keep an eye out for who's not going to be on this list, but a guy who's really good with his skill set. Probably the best nickel corner in the game, depending on who you talk to. Kenny Moore on the Colts. The best blitzing corner in the league by stats staying, arguably. I mean, get three sacks in a playoff in a playoff game, or maybe it was three sacks in two playoff games. Either way, he comes off the edge better than anyone not named Khalil Mack, arguably. He's physical in the nickel. He doesn't. Most corners they give up, they can stop you from going inside or stop you from going outside. He's able to get both of them, and then he forces fumbles. He bats the ball down, and he's a sure tackler. He's so. And he's an Emmy win- winner, too. I mean, he can oh, do yeah, just yeah. about anything you want. He's, That's a news newsworthy thing. Yeah, he's he's just fantastic, and I think he gives that Colts defense, which I think is going to be surprising this year with a lot of those pieces they added, especially now that they have a pass rush that isn't Kenny Moore for a change. They don't have to blitz him every damn play. So Yeah, that was the one thing I think with Kenny Moore that he gets, he gets left out for is for some reason the Colts always send him on nickel blitzes. At the most random times you're like no he needs to cover that man oh wait oh wait he just got a sack okay never mind you're good kenny uh, just just don't let's not do that again. oh we're doing it again okay yeah okay yeah exactly yeah he's definitely one of the best best nickel corners in the game um definitely top three i'd say arguably he has a case for number one for sure um brendan what about you who's your who's your honorable mention on this one i was i was divided um i uh i, I was divided between uh uh King and Marcus Peters. King on Green Bay. But Marcus Peters, I think, in the system he's in, with the defense he has now, the only thing that he can do is go up. If he if he gets any worse than what he's been, there's there's no reason to keep him around. I think his talent is, is above what people realize. I don't think he's gotten a whole lot of love, but I, I, I think he's definitely top top six. Uh, Marcus Peters, last year I think he came off the year with five picks. So that Baltimore defense, now you know being where he's at, he's he's in a great position to continue to be great um, with all the the, the um, help he's getting from the rest of the defense and the fact that he's got guys like Earl Thomas behind him. He's he's set up for for a while to be able to keep making plays. I think he's going to have a great year this year. Definitely top six for me. He's definitely a really good ball hawk. We saw with Kansas City where he wasn't the best at covering people, but God, he just got his hands on the ball somehow. I mean, he had eight picks as rookie. It was either his rookie or sophomore year. He can't get got though, unfortunately. Like if you don't, he's not exactly the best at covering and sticking a guy. They will get by him. He'll bite, but. He's a he's a ball hawk. He'll take it away. So if Baltimore can get Kansas City Marcus Peters without the, I'm gonna I guess I could call them issues. We'll just say, <laughs> then there, that's a that's another team competing for best secondary. Although if they get the Rams Marcus Peters, well, I know where we're throwing the ball. Yeah, definitely. I I, I know for me though, I gotta say, up until he got in trouble, and you know he has recent legal issues. Quentin Dunbar um, was definitely a guy to watch. Now that he's in Seattle. Uh, you know, with that legendary defense, you know, yeah, quote unquote legendary defense. But Pete Carroll's defensive coaching, um, it is it is something to talk about. And that defensive secondary, with paired across from Shaquille Griffin, you know, it's 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 interesting. It would be interesting to see how he does. I don't know if he's going to play this season, so I don't, you know, not for sure. But other than him, the other one's Denzel Ward for the Browns. Uh, he's kind of a guy that you you're waiting to have a breakout season. He's so athletic, so gifted, talent like you know, athletically. You're just like, when is it gonna happen? Like, when are you gonna have that season? I think this is, you know, this is honestly the whole Browns proving season, really. Uh, Miles Garrett comes back, hopefully. Baker's yeah. in year three. Odell's healthy. Like, this is make it or bake it. Make it or bake it. Make it. Yeah, make yeah. it or bake it. Yeah, yeah, make it or bake it season for the Browns. You know, you heard it here. Make it or bake it season. Uh, but no, yeah, and you got Jarvis for the last couple seasons. And Joku's finally building himself. Chubb doing what he does on offense so 
And this defense is nothing to joke about, so it'll be uh, – I don't know. He, he, I think Denzel Ward's one to watch for the season coming forward. I just – I just didn't – I didn't feel comfortable enough with him to, to put him even in the top ten right now, let alone, you know, top Potential, five. Potential-wise, he's a top ten for sure. Yeah. Arguably top five if you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to build this guy. I'm going to build my defense around this guy. But exactly. at the same time, there's a big flyer of, oh, well, got to rebuild my whole defense in two years. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's all like how I feel about Jalen where there's just so much so much talent there. There's just something preventing him from showing that talent, and that's you know, we got to get over that hump first, and then we'll see. He has showed it though. I mean, 2017, he locked everything up, and he's had flashes before that, but we'll see. Absolutely. Well, that does it for us today. Um, I know this will not be the end of Brendan being on our podcast. I know you, we'll, we'll have you back for a couple more top lists, as long as some, along with some uh, NFL coverage. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll get you back on the podcast soon. But until next time. Although next time if you pick the Cardinals to go 13-3, and three, you might actually have a case for it this time compared to last year. I mean, it's a pretty strong case now. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, yeah, you might be you on to something. Get that 13-3 Cardinals going. So it'll be good to see. But until next time, guys, we'll see you later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.